Welcome, everybody, to the 2019 Fly Racing lineup. I'm Steve Mathis. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Just a little educational podcast for you people out there when it comes to fly racing and all they're offering for 2019, whether it's the gear line, whether it's goggles, boots, uh, helmets, uh, protection, lots of things that fly racing have uh, have out there that you people may not know that much about or want to know more about fly racing, uh, best gear out there. As Kenny Watson would say, uh, they have a lot more than what you know. Uh, I guarantee you, when you see the stuff on Weston Pike or Blake Baggett or Seven Deuce Deuce or Osborne, uh, you often think of it just as gear, but there's much more to talk about. And we're going to cover the 2019 Fly Racing lineup head to toe. And uh, I couldn't have two better guys to do that with me uh, here in studio. Of course, uh, flyracing.com. You can check them out on the web. You can see the 2019 products as we uh, speak. And uh, they've been a big part of everything that we do at Pulp Mexer over the years. So we thank them for that. And this is going to be a little informative, but we're going to throw some laughs in there. So you may be wondering what's going on. If you're listening, stick around for the whole thing. Maybe you'll hear, uh, you know, some some information for you to help make your next purchase uh, a fly racing. Uh, with me in studio to talk fly and more. First up from uh, Kiefer Inc. Testing and uh, the Pulp Mech Show. And uh, nobody cares more or is more passionate about gear than this man. Chris Kiefer, what's up, Kiefer? How are you doing? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's slightly weird. Yeah, my wife, I feel sorry for her at times. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've got to look at the 2019 fly racing stuff. You've worn it. You've ridden with it. Uh, so you've, you're a good person to talk to, and a good or bad. And yeah, there's, no, and there, like, and there's one thing in the fly racing lineup that <laughs> yeah. is a bit... Yeah, there's uh, one thing we can maybe touch on later. It's a bit yes. controversial, and, yes. we'll, and we'll get to that. Yes. But uh, also in studio to maybe break through the technical aspects of this, uh, a guy who raced for a long, long time and certainly knows fly racing inside and out. He's from Fly Racing. JT, what's up, Jason Thomas? Not too much. So, uh, you know, backstory a little bit. We've we've been doing these these product podcasts for a while for our reps, um, and it's been really successful and really well received. And it's it's helped our guys, I think, to you know inform their dealers and and do a better job of selling. Uh, so, you know, Steve and I have been kicking stuff around, and how can we um, do a better job and and get information out there and. Uh, I realized that, hey, we need to just, we need to change the format a little bit, but we need to build some consumer ones. So, you know, if you want to buy a fly racing, great. But if you're that customer that's on the fence and you're unsure about what you want to buy and you're, you're up for learning about, you know, stuff that we're doing and, and the innovation that we're trying to do, uh, this is going to be a great tool for you. And you're going to, I think you're going to learn something and, and Hey, maybe it'll sway your decision and you'll, uh, you'll try fly racing next time. 2019 uh, product out now with some new special additions to pants and helmets and things. This has been probably going on for you, though, JT. This is 2017 news for you. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's about 18 months um, from when, you know, I, I see the line or we finalize it until it actually arrives in a customer's hand. Yeah. So, you know, these are these are going to go live in August. Um, and, you know, we're way past finalizing 2020 at this yeah. point as far as graphics. So the color stuff is, is getting done right now. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's fun, though, to see it actually hit the shelf. You know, you, you've been working with the design team for so long, and you know it's coming, and you know it's coming, and, and you're just hoping that it's as well-received as you, you think it's going to be. So it's exciting times, no doubt. And, Kiefer, for you, you know if, if you uh... – if you wore fly racing three, four years ago yeah. and maybe weren't that impressed with it or, or whatever, uh, and not just because they give us a bunch of money, 
but they need to go. People need to go back and check it out because yeah. no gear company maybe has improved more. Right. I feel like I'm the neutral party here, and for me, we were talking about this earlier. You know, six, seven years ago, Fly to me wasn't like the brand I was going to to go look at. But now, you know, four years, five years later, it's one of the best ones that I've put on myself, and I wear lots and lots of gear. So, um, the strides that they've made over the years is huge. As a brand. Right. Uh, so for JT, for you, for 2019, Evo, top line of gear, uh, $189.95. has been a heavier, more durable gear over the years. Not the stuff that you see the Supercross guys raise, because they want it to be lighter and uh, maybe a little more stretchier. But for 19, it looks like, in, in looking at the gear, in looking at these improvements, uh, you got the DST, Durable Stretch Technology. Your idea, and correct me if I'm wrong, your idea for the Evo gear is to try to make it a little more like your other lines. Well, there's just been so much innovation in the pants specifically over the last, let's say, five years. <clears throat> you know, these new stretch materials have come onto the scene, whether it's our wide hydrogen or competition are using great materials as well. And the Evo has been such a bulletproof product. Uh, but yeah, as you said, you know, for a Supercross guy, it, it's built to last multiple seasons almost. Where a Supercross guy, they want it to last and give the highest performance for like 35 minutes, right? Yeah. So uh, guys like Weston Pike and Davey Millsaps, they, they wore Evo a lot and they really liked it. But we were finding that for the average customer, it was just overbuilt. And we wanted to add something that could be a little bit lighter weight, uh, but still be super durable. And uh, that's where the Evo DST came in. And DST is durable stretch technology. Uh, So yeah, that's the main goal. We wanted to keep the durability that Evo has become synonymous with, but we wanted to add stretch materials and add some of the innovation that, you know, uh, not only us, but most of the industry has learned over the last few years and kind of build almost a hybrid pant to where you're getting the best of both worlds. How much lighter is it compared to last year's stuff? So you're about half a pound lighter, which uh, when you had a, pan- a bit. Yeah, yeah. Right. You were already at like 1.99 pounds for the, the, the old Evo. So now we're we're about a tenth of a pound heavier than the hydrogen pant, but it's not much. Um, it's really, really light, and, and it's going to be competitive with you know any of the, the super light pants out there. Now, me being an off-roadish kind of guy too, I see a lot of guys ask me through my outlets is, Hey, will this stuff work in the off-road world? Because now we're working with some a little bit lighter. Um, durability is just as good. Yeah, that was the key. So we're still using uh, a hex material, which was what made Evo so super strong in, in the past. Uh, and if you look really closely at the old Evo and the new Evo, you can see how the fabrics are laid over the the top of each other, which is how you build the hex. And that's where you get the the durability that we talk about. So we were able to use super light materials, but still use the hex. You're you're really combining both of those. Yeah, and what was cool when I put it on today, um, I felt like what what's better for me is I like a little bit more of a snugger fit. It's not athletic feeling where it's super tight, but just some of the key areas that I felt was too much material, like in the knee. Um, that's all kind of narrowed down a little oh. bit, and it's it's. It's much more stretchier and just feels better when I wore it. The To me, uh, the 2019 Evo stuff compared to the 2018, Evo and Light Hydrogen hooked up, had a baby, and their baby is the Evo DST. It's like a crossbreed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, we wanted to take all of the things that people love about hydrogen and yeah. then all of the things yeah. that, you know, your vet rider and, you, and your 
super informed consumer liked about the Evo and, and exactly like you said, make the best of both worlds. Uh, so if you have a Supercross guy, he's going to love it. If you have a customer that they love that durability and just bulletproof quality of the old Evo, you're still going to have that as well. Um, and, and I think that's where the, the future of premium race gear is going is crazy durability and crazy performance. Uh, and I think the materials and the, the technology is finally there where in the past, I think you kind of had to pick one or the other. That was just the limitations of, of what the materials that were available. Uh, now, two years ago, uh, folks at fly raising were pretty stoked on, uh, putting the boa adjustment on the back of the pants. They added to the light hydrogen line last year. Kiefer, mm-hmm. how much do you like that boa thing? Yeah, it's cool. I didn't really get much experience with it till like uh, a couple of years ago because I didn't wear the Evo line that much. But um, once the light hydrogen came out with it, uh, I used it a lot. So what's cool for me is I'm in between sizes. So mm-hmm. I'm more of like a a 33. Um, and what I can do is I can put this on and then strap up and then crank this boa reel in and I get a nice tight fit to where my jersey isn't flapping out the back. Unlike Jason Anderson, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like to keep my stuff tucked in. Right. And most importantly, Kiefer, for you, for 2019, what's your impressions of the Evo looks, the colorways, the looks? How are we doing? So much better than the 18. So I'm very, very picky when it comes to colorways. Some would say a little weird. Yes. Um, But the colors that they've chosen for this line is very clean um, bright, but what I like, it just goes, it goes well. And let's say, um, you can match up your, your helmet and boots, you know, similar to the gear. So overall aspect of the gear is very nice and clean, which I approve. Navy gray, orange. I like that. You like yeah. that? See, I do. I do like that. So you can wear orange gloves with that. Yeah. And really Good. offset it. Good. Yeah. See, my favorite is the red, white, and blue. Uh, and Kiefer and I've gone back and forth on that one a little bit. Uh, but I really like that. I just think it's super clean. Uh, to me, it's, you know, clean as in, mm-hmm. and I think you can combine a, d- a lot of different helmets and a lot of different boots and, and really kind of customize your look with that stuff. It just has enough different colors in it to, to make it cool. I think it's kind of cool that, you know, bright, you know, l- neon colors are kind of going away and these clean looks are, are there actually- still some high vis in the Evo though. Yeah, the but- high vis is still there. Just- There's a little bit. It is hanging on. It is, but no. man, it's so crazy. Listen, that's fun. We, we- Every year we're like, okay, well, it's finally, we, we, you know, we're going to move away from high vis, and then we go back and we look at sales yeah. numbers, and we're like, eh, maybe we're not. Yeah. Maybe we're not yet. So yeah. I think I still think you're going to see that start to phase out. You're going to see hits of it more than it be the full panel uh, as we continue to go on into 2020 and 2021. You, you know what's funny about high vis is what I get from parents is when kids wear high vis, um, really easy to detect right. them on the track. And off-road racing, you know, you see a guy coming in through a valley, easy to detect. So it, I think some of these guys, that's why they're buying that colorway, too. Another line that is uh, coming back for 2019, the light hydrogen line, Chris Kiefer's line of choice here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's lighter this year. Uh, it still has the boa on it. It's a huge success story for Fly, of course. And uh, it's 169.95. And this is what you'll see on most of the racers out there uh, during the Nationals and Supercross. And Kiefer, this is your oh. line of choice. And you're happy with the solids this year, what oh, they've done. Oh, my gosh. So... I complained to JT a couple years ago. You went away. You went away. I yeah. love solid, clean yeah. look. So we're back. I'm excited. We are back. Yeah. And I think doing this podcast made my day because I'm so excited to get in this gear 
I don't know about you guys out there, but when I see a nice set of gear, it makes you want to go ride a dirt bike. And when I see this gear, I can already picture it on, what bike I'm going to put it on, what I'm going to put it on, you know, what day of the week, what bike. So we have some solid colors. And what is really nice about this gear, it's, it's a little bit conforming to your body, which I like, athletic fitting, and, but it's super stretchy. It's never tight. It doesn't feel like you can't move around the bike. Um, it fits great. And to me, this is the best line for me out of the whole bunch. It, it continues. Well, it will continue to be your favorite line of yes. the whole bunch. Anything new, JT, for this uh, for 2019 for the light hydrogen? Obviously, graphics we touched on, but so we're continuing to find new ways to ventilate it, uh, moving around some of the the ventilation and perforation holes, which uh, Kiefer and I were actually talking about off air a little while ago. Uh, but we really felt like we took a huge step forward with the BOA system, and to me, man, we're really close to having the hydrogen pant dialed in. So. Uh, we've, we've taken a little bit more of the padding out of the knee area, um, because it really, we felt like it just didn't need it. It wasn't accomplishing a whole lot. And also we wanted to continue to lighten the pant even more. We want this to be such a, a true performance piece, uh, especially now that we have the Evo that you could also, if you want just a tiny bit more protection, you could jump up to Evo and still get stretch materials. This one's just getting really, really specialized for that high performance, lightweight customer. Uh, for me, it's going to be a real you know, photo finish between Evo and hydrogen as far as my favorite. Uh, I just know we've put so much work into the, to the Evo that I'm going to lean that way, but hydrogen's been my favorite for like four years now. So, um, I think between the two, we've really got, uh, that premium area of, of gear covered. Um, I don't know how much better you can, you can build it. I'm sure the competition does a great job as well, but I'm really, really happy with where we are between Evo and hydrogen. And here's the thing, here's the thing with minimalistic gear that I've noticed when I've worn all different kinds of brands. When you have a set of super stretchy, lightweight, minimalistic gear, the yoke of the pant always seems to move around on your butt. Um, when you're seat bouncing, um, you got these heavy gripper material seat covers now that come stock on these bikes. I like the fact that the boa reel is integrated in with this minimalistic style stretchy gear because it really prevents the yoke from ripping off my butt. So, um, as much as I love the lightweight gear, that was my only issue in the past. It just seemed to move around, um, on the bottom of my, uh, yeah. of my rear end a lot. So it actually would not only just pull down my, you know, out my Jersey, but it would cause me to chafe yeah. as well. So now I'm not getting that stuff. And just to give you some insight on that, uh, and can, I think customers can appreciate this. So as we've continued to try to improve hydrogen, right? So in 17, before the BOA dial was on hydrogen. This pants a stretch material by nature. So it stretches, it gives it around, right? right. So the back panel where the, the BOA dial now resides was a stretch panel. It was, it stretched and it, it was too much. Right. So we learned in production, we went through the whole season and we got feedback and, and yeah, it would, if you didn't tighten and do everything you could possibly do, it would want to slide on you. So we changed that that panel in the back to a, a stiffer material than the boa, so we really kind of firmed up that problem because you know it's one of those things where it's like, man, you know, if, if we could go back in hindsight two years ago, sure we would have we would have made changes, but I think that's the the critical thing is you have to keep improving it, right? You find things that work, and for every company, these materials are brand new, right? So we're we're learning how things transition, and you have thousands of people wearing the product, and it fits each of them differently, and they ride differently. 
Uh, so in our preseason testing that year, we didn't have a lot of problems with it. But then we put it on our top end athletes or like a guy like Chris, you can ride at a pro level. And yeah, things start changing right. pretty quickly. Um, so that's, I think, one of the things I'm most proud of with the brand overall is that we just continue to improve. Like if we learn, okay, yeah, that was that was a bit of a bummer. And you go back 10 or 15 years ago, yeah, there were a lot of problems yep. that we had to work through. Uh, so we're just trying to keep evolving. And if we find something wrong, okay, let's let's make it better. And man, I look over the whole line now and look at the price points and what we're trying to accomplish for customers and stuff's getting really, really good. Yeah. Uh, key for the, uh, the paradise <sighs> line in the light hydrogen. I'm not stoked on that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to the, to the islands anytime soon and right. going to hang out with, you know, some pineapple drinks, right. but I'm sure Heather would like that. But for me, not right. my style. Maybe privateer island guys could, Maybe. could wear this. Maybe, but I'm a little older, you know, I'm getting, mm -hmm. you know, I'm pushing forties uh, now. So it's just not my deal. So that's why the clean look is right. That's, that's Everything's clean for the light hydrogen, except for the paradise line, JT. Yeah. It's one of those things where I think it's polarizing, right? You're either going to love it or hate it. Yep. And we've gone through our pre-selling season and I'll be honest, it was a line that I, I didn't want to be uh, necessarily focused. If we we're going to do something, I thought, okay, a limited run, maybe we'll do it to introduce it. Just, just something different. Right. But, uh, pre-booking season has been really successful for that stuff. So I'm going to stand corrected. Um, it may not be the, the gear I would choose personally, but uh, there are a lot of people out there that have, have taken to it. So we'll see how it goes as, with the season. As far as pre-booking and how that works, mm -hmm. do other regions buy heavy into that more than others? SoCal has been strong. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, you know, if I don't think that stuff's going to be a huge mover in, say, Iowa. Right. Right. But if you're in Costa Mesa, <laughs> that stuff maybe makes more sense, Shocking. right? So yeah, yeah it's yeah. how that stuff goes. Right. Um. Well, good to uh, good to know. There's choices out there for everybody. Uh, the kinetic line, one fourteen ninety five. Again, something you'll see that the uh, the racers out there, fly racing athletes, will be wearing quite a bit. And kinetic is, of course, uh, all redone and looking good for this year. We saw the kinetic mesh uh, launch at Daytona, uh, the twenty seventeen and a half. And Kiefer, the, and the kinetic stuff for you, twenty eighteen and a half. Twenty eighteen and a half for you, Kiefer, uh, the purple. Yeah, I love that colorway. It, it's it's still clean. You are very excited about the purple kinetic. Yes. Yeah, so when I saw it, I'm like, okay, it's it's a lot of solid. Has a nice blue to it. Very clean looking, but it also pops. And so immediately my mind goes to, all right, what helmet I'm, I got to match it up with? Yeah. The boots and that colorway, that purple. That's what's cool is like that colorway right there will go with a lot of colored dirt bikes. There's some colors that don't look good on certain dirt bikes, but that will look good on a lot. Uh, JT, tell us a little bit about the Kinetic. So Kinetic's kind of the workhorse of the line. Mm -hmm. It's your mid-price, which is a pretty big battleground for, for most gear brands. Uh, the one thing I think we do really well is is we've overbuilt this pan and this, uh, this price point. Uh, we knew that we needed a product that we could go head-to-head -head against anyone with in that price point and, and win. Uh, and it was almost out of necessity, too, because... You know, let's say 15 years ago, um, we were going through some pretty heavy growing pains and we knew to compete, we needed to have a, a product that over delivered because we didn't have the brand heritage and we had, you know, all of these hiccups along the way. So we said, Hey, if we're going to go and win, we, we better have the best product by far in that price point. And the kinetic line's always kind of been there. Uh, you know, our guys, some of our guys choose to race in it. All the guys in the in the outdoor nationals right now are wearing kinetic mesh, which is just a, a mesh ventilated version of kinetic. Right. So, 
to me, it's one of those where, yeah, you want to talk about product for product and, and say our product's not as good as someone else's. You don't want to, you don't want to face kinetic. I promise you, um, with all the features it has the adjustment, uh, it has, you know, Kevlar stitching in, in the weather panel, which no one else is doing. We're doing triple stitching Kevlar in the weather. So it's going to give you long life. We have three layers of protection behind the weather. So if you burned a hole in it, you're going to have extra uh, secondary and third protection there, which nobody else is doing. That's cool. Uh, so there's, you're getting a ton of life and a ton of performance out of a mid-level price pant. Uh, and it's, it's to me, kinetic is an industry leader period, especially when you go to price point for price point. What's your thoughts, Kiefer, on the kinetic noise? Yeah. I, a little I, different? A little different, but it's also still subtle enough to where the older crowd, I think we're going to like it. And a little snippet here, I was in Florida not too long ago and I was talking with, with Osborne and, you know, a lot of these people don't, don't hear these conversations that these, you know, that they have with other people. But, um, he was telling me like. We were talking about gear and the fly stuff, and uh, he said, man, Kinetic by far is his favorite set of gear out of all the lines. So he mm-hmm. says he prefers like wearing the Kinetic gear, yep. so that says something. And, of course, Brayton got the new uh, 2017 Kinetic Mesh JT in one Daytona Supercross. Yeah, it's you know we launched that stuff I mean, at Daytona, yeah. so you can't ask. I for still much like more. it. I like that stuff. It's yeah. still it's fine. Like I'm glad you kept it going. You know, sort of a half season release. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, I didn't know about the quantities, but it's apparently it's back and ready to go. And I really like that stuff. Yeah, we carry that stuff basically from March to March is, is yeah. the idea, right? So it gives um, it gives dealers something new to, to yeah. release in those closeout months of June, July for most dealers. Uh, and also, obviously, in the summer, it's hot, right? So people want, want ventilated gear. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's a huge seller, super popular for us. So uh, like I said, Kinetic, whether it's mesh or whether it's uh, standard Kinetic, um, and then our women's stuff in the past has been based off kinetic for years. So it's, when you look at the, the range of kinetic, it's, it's really, really big. And then you look at rockstar yeah. as well. Yeah. If you want to get the rockstar edition stuff, that's a kinetic mesh and kinetic line is all the rockstar, uh, labeled gear, which you'll see, uh, wacko Zacko running out there. Uh, and JT for you, um, you were telling us downstairs a little bit that the 19, the women's stuff is uh, a little redone, a little touched on, a little improved. Yeah, so uh, one of our designers, April, used to race uh, professional women's motocross, and she's been on us for years, and she's the designer, right? She's just been on us and and the design team to green light an all-new women's race pant. You know, we have these huge steps forward in materials with hydrogen and now Evo, and she's like, hey, why don't we take everything we've learned and build a radically new women's race pant? Because no one's really doing that. Real, yeah, you evolving know, women's stuff, right? Yeah, there's all this mid-level women's race stuff or entry-level women's stuff, but there's not a next-level women's product. So it presented a, a unique opportunity for us. We could get to be kind of, quote-unquote, first in the industry to do this, and we could take a huge step forward and, and really get behind it. Uh, and what we came out with was, yeah, very similar. It's called a women's white pant. Very similar to hydrogen. That was the kind of the genesis of this pant. Uh, but, yeah, like like... I've kind of been saying it's a, a race inspired stretch material race level women's, uh, Jersey and pant. So we're, we're super excited. It's been super well received so far from dealers and customers that have seen it. Uh, but I think it's awesome, you know, for fly racing specifically, it's really cool for us to be first. We just haven't done that a lot in the past because we're, we're kind of the baby as far as age wise in the, in the gear game. So, um, it's, it's fun for us. Um, it, it's so designed for women that Kiefer, you asked JT if you could get a set, and Dude. he's not sure it would fit you that properly because it is so cut for women. Yes, but the colorways, yes, are awesome. 
they're not too women-y that like guys couldn't wear. If it does fit me, which I haven't put it on yet, which I'm planning on doing today, <laughs> Rock, yeah. um, I still feel like this. You like the colorways, though. I like a solid white. That's yeah. always really clean. It has some bright, you know, there's some pink. Guys wear pink nowadays. I don't care. Um, I like that colorway. And also, for me, I think it's cool because every time I go shopping with Heather, when we go in these women's section, women always have the cool stuff. And when you go to men's section, sometimes our stuff doesn't look as good as some of this wow. women's stuff. So now... Women's catching up a little bit in the moto world. And over the boot line as well for women. Um, waist belt across the back for the custom fit. The only race level pant with the mark in the market with stretch. Uh, so, yeah, you guys have really, really devoted some resources and some ingenuity to the line this year. Well, we started looking at numbers, and there are a lot of women that ride out there. And you're like, huh? It's crazy. <laughs> well, and, and we've known it's, it's serious, but when you really – when you take on a project like this, you really need to know your numbers and whether it's it's worth the time and resources to to devote to. Uh, but it was pretty apparent that yeah, if we could we could not only keep what we're doing, but also capitalize and maybe gain some new customers because we have this new product. There's there's a lot of people out there that, that would love to have something like this available, and there is consumer demand for it. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see what it does. At, you know, when we're sitting here a year from now and see how this line is done because I know the product's there. Uh, we just got to get you know get the women riders out there uh, up to speed on it and and make sure that they know that it's out there to be had. I think we're a little jaded as well as far as us in the industry. Um, when I'm out on the trails near my house and just in OHV areas. Um, over the pant style, you know, over sorry, over the boot style pants are very popular. Um, I think yeah. we're so used to going to the races, we never see it, but it's still out there, you know, quite a bit. And the F16 line is back again for 2019. It is the uh, the uh, lower price line, 79.95 for this, and it's got slide adjustment on the waist, JT, which is rare for this price level, and uh, reflective uh, uh, badges and some flex in the knee and things like that. Um, you know, a, a nice price for the for a nice uh, a nice pant for the price. Yeah, so F16 is really more for your recreational rider, right? Yep. We don't let our pro riders wear it. We don't let our amateur support riders wear it. It's not a it's not a pant that we market for the race guy. Um, it doesn't have the leather panels, but it is still a pant that if you're going in and you're buying, you know, a bike and you want to go ride in the hills or you want to go ride in your backyard or, or you're just getting into the sport, it's perfect for that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, to be honest, it has some of our better graphics year in and year out uh, on the shelf. <laughs> That's funny to say that because I was going to say that. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, man, I love that F-16 look, yeah. Yeah. and it, we sell a ton of it, right, yeah. based on that. Um, but I just want to be clear for the customers that may not be familiar with it. We really try to steer. If you're a race guy out there and you're looking for something to perform, you mm -hmm. want to go to Kinetic or higher. This isn't really built and it's not really even uh, engineered for that race level guy. And, and, and it's not built to perform at a, you know, a really, really high level. Um, that's just not what the whole idea behind F-16 is. We're just right. trying to capture that entry level. But customer. new colors, new designs. Yeah, it looks awesome. Like I yep. said, it's yep. it's almost it almost looks too good at times. We look at it and say, man, that stuff, I'm, I'm trying to steer people into Kinetic and something that's built for performance, and the people just love how the F-16 looks. So it's it's a, it's a balancing act there of, of trying to make sure the customer is getting exactly what they need. Uh, and um, so to review, there's an Evo DST, light hydrogen, Kinetic, F-16 for the men's, the women's light. If you're a weekend racer, you race during the summer, you know, winter is your off because of where you live. Uh, kinetic? 
I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it just depends. You're going to get some fall weather? Like, you're going to get fall? You're going to get seasons? Yeah, it just depends on what you're going for. I think kinetic suits everyone, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you're never going to go wrong with kinetic, but I think so. there's so many people out there that are getting informed on what's out there and educated consumers, whether it's the internet or podcasts like this or consumer videos. Uh, I think their demand and people understand what they're getting if they go to the next level up, whether it's hydrogen or Evo DST. Where before I think they were like, oh, it's I don't know much enough about it, and look, you know, the price is a little um, intimidating. Uh, so I think there is enough information out there, so you can really kind of custom fit your needs for the product. So I would I would encourage everyone to whether it's listen to this, go look at a catalog, go online, flyracing.com. Um, there are a million ways to learn about the product, so you can get exactly what you want. Or you can buy Kinetic for the spring and fall and light hydrogen for the summer, wherever you live. Or you yeah. can do like Kiefer and have it all of it. Yeah. Just yeah. get all of it. Also, uh, Kiefer, you know. already know that you're going to tell everybody <laughs> buy light hydrogen. Yes. Okay, let me talk about light hydrogen for a second. Again. Again. A more. Longer. It, so in the high des, we get cooler weather, um, 40 degrees, and also, of course, 100, 100 degree days. Light hydrogen seems to be that perfect fit for both. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need something so thick in 40-degree weather because I'm going to warm up a little bit anyway. But it also breaks the chill just enough where I'm not freezing my butt off. So to me, when we talk, when we say light hydrogen, I don't want people out there thinking, oh, my gosh, it's so ventilated that I can't wear it in cooler, cooler temps. Because I still feel like you still can wear light hydrogen in cooler temps. <laughs> you feel like you can wear light hydrogen anywhere. Yes. Anytime. Yes. <laughs> but uh, all right, everybody. Well, that's the line of, uh, of uh, pants and jersey on the Fly Racing 2019 lineup. And, uh, yeah, we'll be, re- we'll be back with some more highlights and of the different products uh, from here on out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Welcome, everybody, to the 2019 Fly Racing Gear Line informational podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. We've already talked about the gear and all the different lines for the uh, for 2019, the improvements and the uh, things that they've kept. And uh, for now, for this one, we will talk helmets. Uh, with me in studio is, uh, from Kiefer Ring Testing, Chris Kiefer. Hello. I'm Hello. here to talk helmets with you all, too. Uh, and uh, we will uh, we'll definitely get your opinion on some helmets because you are a man. I've been through some helmets You've been before. Through some helmets, yes. And uh, also in studio from Fly Racing, uh, this man has wore many helmets as well, including Fly Racing's over the years. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Oh, hey, bro. Um, all right, JT. So actually, pretty big news for 2019: the F2 uh, carbon helmet with MIPS. That's been a, a staple helmet for you, a benchmark helmet for you guys. Uh, it's been out for a number of years. It's got a redo. It's got a facelift. Literally a facelift. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, the F2 has been out for a while and we knew we needed to make some, some changes, some subtle changes. Um, so yeah, we went back to the drawing board on a couple things. Um, you know, we reintegrated the, the mouthpiece. So it's all one now. So, uh, before if you broke your mouthpiece or, you know, we had these replacement pieces, uh, we, we just didn't love how that was kind of working. So, the new one's got a, a one piece all integrated into the helmet yeah. mouthpiece now. Um, a little no, further away from your face, yeah, too? Yeah, that was another thing. You know, And we tried to take all of the feedback over the years, and we knew if we ever made changes, we needed to do it all at once, right? Yeah. Any improvements we ever wanted to make, let's let's do it all at once, and, and let's nail it, and let's keep this thing back in the market. So we uh, we tilted that mouthpiece out. So any of you that have ever worn the F2 in the past, and you said, ah, oh, it's just a little bit close to my face. Kiefer, you know anybody like that? Uh, yeah. You're standing right here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, I think you're going to notice a, a nice improvement there. Um, not drastic, but 
we just tilted it. We really looked hard at moving the whole thing. Uh, but we found if we just tilted it forward, we could still keep the same shape and the same fit and same similar look. Uh, and it was going to accomplish really what we wanted to get done. So that was the first thing when I saw this helmet, I asked JT, I go, Hey, a little bit close to my face. Um, put some goggles on when I have a, you know, nose guard and the goggle, it's pretty close to the, you know, um, the chin bar area. And- I think it's fine by the way. I think it's fine. Uh, I just want, I want you to know. I for me, for me personally, I never noticed it. Yeah. But I've seen other people, uh, and I'm like, man, that looks really close. Prima so, donna. Prima donna. No, I, just I'm, big nose guys like me. I think it needed it. I really do. Um, not for, like I said, not for me personally, but for, you know, yeah. we're looking at thousands of customers here. It, it probably could use it. So I like how it's one piece now. Yeah. I like yeah. that. It really looks good. And, and it looks, it looks significantly better too. Um, it's just a, a little bit. Smoother angles. It's got some vents in it. It's got some cool vents in it on the side. Yeah, I just like the I like the look of it more than anything. Kiefer and I are both into how things look above all else. I think. <laughs> so, so, so am I. So am I. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. So am I. <laughs> so um, I'm happy with that. Um, you know, the cool things I was excited about is we still kept you know carbon matrix shell, so you're you're getting that super high performance carbon shell that you know everyone loves. Uh, you're still getting MIPS, which, you know, MIPS has become kind of an industry staple. Most most companies are running it somewhere in their lineup. Uh, you're getting ECE rating, so you're getting that high-end race-level uh, safety rating. And then we went down, actually went down on the price of 100 bucks. Yeah. How'd you hmm. end up doing that? Yeah, you mean so. the bolt-on uh, the bolt-on mouth guard was worth that much money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, we went, we worked with the factory. We said, hey, we, we really want to see the, the F2 continue on. Um, but this is kind of what we, we had in mind of where we could really move volume and get them in customer hands. Uh, so we kind of came to a compromise on, on both sides on that. And uh, I think with a, a carbon shell with MIPS, uh, improve the ventilation and, and the heritage of the F2 name as well. And then you're getting all of that for, for 299 retail. And you're getting a lighter helmet? Is that what Yeah, it's, it's a third of a pound lighter as well. So um, with the ECE only rating, uh, we were able to um, get take some some of the weight out of it, so you're getting all these improvements and a hundred dollar uh, price reduction. So it's uh, that's a pretty big pretty big mover and shaker in the helmet world. The whole profile of it looks racier. It does. You yeah, know, it looks more. Uh, yeah, just racier, yeah, that, more that's aerodynamic. Just, that's just I think the um, how helmets have have changed over the years, right? The evolution of helmets as far as looks go. Uh, the F2 has been in the market for a long time and, and it's prior form, right? So yep. I think it was 2010 was the beginning of the F2. So you think how, how many helmets and how many years of, of innovation and steps forward people have taken. So we were able to introduce that into the new F2 as well. Yeah. Nice uh, price drop with MIPS also. Uh, look, there's a lot of questions out there about helmet safety. Yeah. But one thing I think people, you know, I think people need to know is that MIPS is a standard that has been used by a lot of other companies and has been tested and is safer. Um, you can go on and on about the different types of safety uh, requirements in a helmet, but uh, one thing for sure is MIPS is good. It's a good thing to have. I've, I mean, I've worn helmets with MIPS for several years now, and I've crashed in those helmets um, and a fly one at that. And not to say you can't get a concussion because it, it happens oh, no yeah. matter what, but um, my noggin came out pretty safe. And I believe in that technology. I've I've studied it. I went through it with with guys after concussions, and I think it's something great to have integrated in a helmet. Um, but I also want to just make sure that people know that 
you don't need to look because we dropped one hundred dollars in price range in a helmet. That doesn't mean that oh hey, it's less safe. And I think that's the miss. You know, everyone's mis- misled about price. If it's a if it's a lower price point, it's not as safe, right? Yeah. And well, I, and there are so many things that go into a helmet price, right? It's uh, how willing the factory is to work with you on on their cost, uh, how much margin the manufacturer is looking to make out of it when they sell. Like there are all these factors. So the big picture, some helmets don't cost very much more than another helmet, but you could have a couple hundred dollars retail difference. Mm -hmm. But those factors that I'm saying between the factory and the manufacturer and then how much margin they want to give the dealer and on and on and on. uh, Yeah. You can jump up a couple hundred dollars minimum uh, just because of those decisions that are made. So uh, I think that's a great point is that, um, especially when you're talking about premium level of carbon, uh, these, these helmets, you can have a really, really high level product that doesn't have to be six or $700, um, for those, those simple facts. Yeah. It looks, uh, looks much improved, man. And you still got the Matt, Matt, uh, black still on. We the... do. Yep. Your favorite. Still there. Your favorite. You don't like black? No, not the, not just the flat black. Really? <laughs> JT says they sell like No, it's probably, a, yeah, yeah, it's neutral. So yeah. everything goes well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so check it out. A better helmet, a better looking helmet for cheaper for this year, for 2019, for the folks at Fly Racing. And, uh, that's exciting news. Next up is the Toxin JT. You're going down, uh, a little bit more on a, on a price. Uh, you're not getting the Kevlar shell anymore. You're getting a polymer shell. Still has MIPS though. Yep. Yep. So this is was our first introduction as far as price point and race level helmet, right? So we have MIPS in it. It's a, a poly shell, has a cool max liner, has all these really high end features. But when you look at the price tag, it's only 199 bucks. So we really wanted a helmet that a customer or a, a parent could go into a dealership and say, well, my kid races, I want to keep them safe, but I don't have 500 bucks. I don't have 400 bucks. I don't have 600 bucks. Whatever that number is, they're just looking at and it's this daunting price tag that they can't overcome. Well, that's where this toxin fits in perfectly because you're getting a race level helmet for under 200 bucks. And there's there's just not a lot of competition for this helmet out there in the market. It's a really powerful tool for us to wield because we know what we've accomplished with this this helmet. Uh, to, to nail that price, to nail those safety ratings. It's ECE safety rated, which is same as the F2, same as pretty much all of the, the high-level helmets out there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's a home run as far as finding value and finding performance and blending those two. It's got youth sizes, like you said, for the for the parents. It's, the liner comes out to be able to wash, removable liner. So all of that make the toxin uh, with uh, with MIPS pretty popular choice. Yeah, I'm, like I said, it's it's perfect for that that specific customer that's trying to find something safe to go racing in and not break the bank, you know. And that, and some people are going to say, screw it, I would spend, you know, the the six hundred bucks doesn't matter to me, right? But for most of us, we're trying to find the best product we can for the best value we can. Mm-hmm. I think that I think the toxin really nails that that target. And the elite in the kinetic, uh, just a little bit more of a, a down from the toxin, uh, but still giving you a good protection. Is still on the kinetic, it's dual density at entry level price, which is pretty rare. All got youth sizes. A lot of graphics are like uh, on these helmets, kind of appeal to kids a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So your elite helmet, you're one thirty nine ninety five, right? So in theory, the elite and the kinetic are are fairly similar. Uh, the big difference is that the elite is ECE rated. So mm-hmm. if you have that entry-level customer that's like, yeah, we just want to go riding. Our kids, we don't really race. We're not serious about racing, but we like riding. Our, my, you know, I have a little Johnny. He's eight years old, and he, he rides, right? 
but he's, he's never going to race and it's just not his thing, but we love, we love going camping on the weekend and we have XRs and we go riding. The elite helmet is probably perfect for him because you're still getting a super lightweight helmet. It's 2.7 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting ECE rating. You're getting a dual density liner. You're getting all these great features, but 139 bucks. Like, are you kidding me? Um, so we've had a lot of success getting, uh, that elite onto people's heads and they've been super happy with it. Uh, the next step down in our entry level helmet is the kinetic, uh, it's one Oh nine ninety five. And when you talk about a helmet that we've sold, <laughs> we've sold a lot of kinetic helmets, but we have to, you know, for, for Kiefer and I and Steve, you too, we're so wrapped up in this racing world that right. we get a little skewed about what's really going on out there in real life. Right. Most people that are going into dirt bike shops and going online and buying things, they're just buying stuff because they just want to go ride their dirt bike. They're, they're not going to race Loretta Lens, and they don't race every single weekend, but they love riding. Right. They love to just go to an OHV park or wherever and, and just go ride with the family. And, and they grew up doing it, and they want their kids to grow up doing it. And we're the minority. Yeah, you know, those, absolutely. Those people are the majority. You yeah, know, and, so. and I, that was something I learned as when I stopped racing and, and transitioned into my job now is – it was a real eye opener for Correct. me because you're in this tunnel vision of like, oh man, there's, you know, there's millions of customers out there that are going racing. That's not really the case. There's a ton of customers out there, but they just go ride in the woods on the weekend right. or they go ride in the desert on the weekend or whatever. Uh, so that kinetic helmet really fits the bill for a lot of people that they just need something to put on their child. That's safe. It's DOT approved. It's lightweight. It's washable. The liner's removable. It does all these things. But it, like I said, it's, you got to go buy three helmets for your kids and you're looking at it like, man, I, I don't know if I can even afford to continue riding with the cost these days. That kinetic fits the bill for those people. It's funny because uh, my, my kid, he's 12 years old, and he has, not to go back, but he has a Toxin um, youth helmet. And he he's it's been, in the, it's been on the shelf for a bit, but he always goes back to it. And I asked him one day, I go, hey, why do you keep going back to that helmet? And he's like, out of all the helmets you got me, Dad, this probably is the most comfortable helmet that I have, so I'm keeping it around. So he goes and messes around, you know, on his bicycle with it, he'll put it on. If I take him on the Grom, he puts that on. He just thinks that's the best helmet for him. So, And also uh, in the line of fly racing is the Trekker helmet, which is the one with the shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look like a stormtrooper. I just told JT, <laughs> if that's my jam for Gromming, that's yeah. what I'd be going. Because the shield is the way to go. Because I'm on the sunglass game when I Grom. Right. Not so good. Yeah, and, I think for most pulp listeners, the Trekker is, is going to be like, huh? Like, I don't right. know. If, you know, no. but... I think for your pit bikes, for, for me, I have a street bike, right? Moser still can't get over the fact that I have a street bike. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, and I look at the sales numbers and, and how many of these things move through dealerships and on get to customers' hands. There is a market for it. Uh, so it's something that if you do cross over, you go adventure tour riding, which we know most motocrossers, they ride lots of different kinds of motorcycles, right? I've talked to guys that are like, yeah, I motor all the time, but also ride trials. I'm like, huh? Right. You know, but for me, I motocross my wife and I ride my street bike more than I ride my motocross bike now. So uh, dual sport and just dual sporting. That's yeah. sad. That's dual a sport sad adventure state. Because riding. you don't want to wear a full yeah. street bike helmet when you're dual sporting. No. I don't think. No. No, but you that shield, it's, but, it's but awesome. the shield is like uh, a moto helmet. And you, you, know, can yeah. wear, you can wear goggles underneath the shield too. So they're yeah. fully goggle compatible. Yeah, the shield uh, slides up underneath the visor. Yep. Yeah. So 149 95 for that. Uh, DOT EC. She's pretty sweet. She's uh, it's a really nice helmet. I'm gonna get on Trekker. I'm gonna look this up right now because I was riding the Grom last night and it was dipping down. The sun was dipping down. I had shades on, and I had to take them off on the way home because I couldn't see. Yep. So I'm thinking to myself, I need a shield. Yep. And that's what. And Heather, she's wearing a visor, 
So she's getting blown off the back of the thing because the visor's going up. So, yeah, she, we need to get on the shield program. <laughs> we need to get on the trekker program. Yeah. Uh, so that's the lineup for uh, for fly racing for 2019. The F2, uh, new integrated mouth guard that looks sweet and uh, some new venting as well, $100 cheaper. Uh, the Toxin with MIPS, the Elite, the Kinetic, and, of course, the Trekker, all available at your local dealer, flyracing.com. And the Trekker has high viz, okay? So you're worried about getting hit. On the oh, street you're on because, the trucker, yeah. because now you're in the street, right? And people don't pay attention right. to us guys on two wheels. Yeah. Hi, Viz. Well, they're looking at you on a Grom laughing. Right. But besides that. You know what's funny real quick? When you go by another uh, street bike guy and you kind of do that that yeah. that wave, yep. that yeah, little yeah. wave. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no one waves to me. <laughs> no one. No, no dude waves to me when no, I'm on the ground. They're unwilling to recognize you. As I'm one doing of the them. wave. I'm getting real low by right. the wheel, and but dude's just like a, shaking his head. But you're on a Grom. Like, no. No. Yeah, he's like, no, a, I'm not doing right. that. Right, you're on a Grom. <laughs> so that's the 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 positive is you're on a street bike. The low light is you're on a Grom. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Please check out the full line of helmets, flyracing.com. Uh, JT and Kiefer, thanks very much, and thank you, people, for listening. Welcome everybody to the 2019 Fly Racing Product Line Podcast Launch. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, now we're going to talk some goggles, something that Fly Racing for 2019 has really put a lot of effort into and really improved. And certainly if you want to round out your all of your Fly Racing line of uh, clothes and protection and boots and everything else, then you need these goggles. And like I said, the Fly Guys put a lot of work into this for 2019. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, a big fan of Fly Racing and all they've done for us on the Pulp side. So we thought we'd uh, bring in a couple of people to uh, that you know well from the Pulp universe to talk Fly Racing. First up, from Fly Racing, it's uh, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready to get this 19 product line in people's hands and uh, you know maybe, maybe teach them a few things they didn't know, get them more familiar, so maybe their next purchase they, they choose Fly Racing. And also on the line, uh, calling in this time uh, from Kiefer Inc. Testing, it's, uh, it's Chris Kiefer. What's up, Kiefer? Hi, guys. Uh, a little remote today, but uh, excited to talk about some gear as always. Uh, of course. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, so, JT, for, for like I said, mentioned a few times, for 2019, you guys have always carried goggles. Uh, you've always had a complete lineup head to toe. But for 19, it uh, looks like more effort was put into the goggle line from the Zone Pro to just the Zone to the Focus. A um, lot of effort put in. And this is, a, this is a really good goggle. Four-layer foam for 2019. It's got the outriggers on it. You've got an extra clear lens. Uh, you guys have done your homework here. Yeah, so little-known fact, um, you know, my mentor, when I started at Fly, uh, his name is Bob Lowry. He was with Scott Goggles for 16 years. So he ran the off-road uh, side of, uh, of Scott Goggles. And so, yeah, he knows how to <laughs> he knows how to build goggles and he knows what goggles, how they need to perform. So we had a lot of uh, background info there. And then we have uh, another gentleman that worked at Scott. He also worked at Smith. Uh, his name is Joe Snyder. He was a big part of this process as well, uh, along with Bill Ullen. But they know goggles like this was their their whole world like was goggles whether it was scott or smith so um going in it was kind of a no-brainer for them um this was you know when we say well do we think we can build you know a, a top flight level goggle and they kind of laughed because that's all they used to worry about like this was yeah. so much in their wheelhouse uh, compared to so, so many other projects we do so it's been a while. We've always kind of stayed in the lower uh, price points of goggles, um, but we we just wanted to have something that was high end that we could offer. And and we're not gonna we're not gonna have pro level racers. You know, we're not gonna do you know go sponsor teams and have a pro level goggle guy at the races servicing these guys. We want to stay out of that war for now. Uh, but we did just want to ha- have a high level premium item to offer. Uh, and we knew how to do it, and we knew what it would take. Uh, so yeah, it's it's exciting times, and and we're really excited, you know, to start off with the Zone Pro. Um, that's a 
you know, it's got the outriggers. It's got the, uh, the anti-fog, anti-scratch. It's got, um, iridium winds. It's got all these super high level features, you know, four, four layers of face foam. So it's, it's national level ready. Um, you know, there's two price points. So, and, and really the only difference is one's got a graphic on it and the other's just a solid frame. Uh, but this is comparable to all of the the high level race frames you see out there from from all of our competition. Yeah, absolutely. I know as a former goggle guy myself, I was checking this uh, Zone Pro out, and yeah, it's a four layer foam. It's got a kind of real close foam to what you see in the high end goggles. This is not just a budget goggle. Uh, we'll get to uh, a lower price point goggle, but the Zone Pro and the Zone, and the only difference is outriggers between yep. the, between those two are absolutely uh, a really good deal and a top level goggle. Kiefer, for yourself, you you love a brand called rhymes with the name Schmokely. Um, yep. Absolutely love these things. But you've tried many goggles, and I guess you're looking forward to trying the Zone Pro. But you saw it, you saw the foam, you saw the construction of it, and uh, man, yeah, fly the fly stuff is uh, is quite a bit different from their old goggle line. Yeah, well, I was actually gonna. It, JT kind of answered my question. I was I looked at the goggle and I was like, man, it's good enough to be on some of these top Supercross riders now. Um, so I was wondering if they're going to push for that, but he kind of already answered that question. But when I looked at it, it looked like the foam was, um, in my kind of wheelhouse because I'm, I'm a heavy sweater, especially this time of year. And, uh, looks like that is a huge thing for me as far as a selling point is the foam. And also I'm a big clear lens guy. And the other goggle that I wear that rhymes with Schmokely um, doesn't come with the clear lens. So I think it's cool that they offer another lens inside the box. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and the youth one is, or the zone is available in the youth size without the outriggers. And you know what, with the helmets today, um, man, there's so many different brands of helmets. There's so many people pumping out helmets that some of the helmets I found in my experience as a goggle guy, JT, you've got to have the outriggers, other helmets, you don't need the outriggers. Um, but if you don't have them on a wide, wide port helmet you notice it so it's good that you guys offer you know your choice yeah we wanted to have both uh you know the zone and the zone pro the really the main difference only difference is the outrigger uh so it just it's personal preference um i've worn all of them and you know the the outrigger seems like it seals better that seems like the fit part of the equation is why people like the outriggers um but for me i i could bounce between all of these um i would tend to agree with Kiefer. The zone and the zone pro make more sense for me because just sweating and, and, you know, I've been programmed to ride really long motos. So when I go out, I tend to ride longer than the average person will, um, you know, ride in the summer and sweating and you, you know, you hate to get that dripping effect going on in your goggles. So I tend to stick with, uh, these higher end products. You know, I was always a, uh, a Scott prospect guy, uh, the last few years and I wore Scott's for most of my career. Um, so I got used to the outrigger there. So to me, I, I love having this option. Um, I love being able to stay within the brand I'm affiliated with where before I just didn't feel like we had a premium level product that I, I necessarily wanted to wear. Uh, we sold a ton of zone and, and focus goggles in our 2018 and, and prior, but for me coming from the supercross world, it just wasn't up to the level I was used to. So now, uh, it's awesome for me to be able to wear a fly labeled product and be super happy with it. Uh, Zone Pro also comes with a removable nose guard. Comes with an extra clear lens, like I said, fifty nine ninety five for the standard uh, standard color. Uh, and uh, the cool thing about the Zone Pro, the Zone, and the Focus, 
which we'll get to is the exact same lens, which is really nice if you're a dealer or you're a customer trying to replace it. You can just know that the fly lens fits all your goggles. And JT, for the Focus, uh, it's two layers of face foam. You can put a nose guard on it. It's available in the U size. Uh, but at $21.95, it's a little bit of a lower price just because it doesn't have as many features. Yeah, so you're, you know, between the three, you're going from uh, your 59 and 64 between the two frames for your Zone Pro. You drop down to your Zone Goggle, so you're at 34.95 and then 39.95 for the upgraded graphic frame. And then just for your basic recreational rider, uh, which to me, we have our Maverick boot, our F-16 gear, our kinetic helmet, and that focus goggle really rounds out that range for your entry-level product of, you know, you just bought your kid a bike or you just want to get your child into riding or just for yourself. You just have an interest in going out and riding around, you know, ride out of your house, ride in the backyard. Really entry-level fun riding, not racing, that's your focus, you know, focus customer, and, and that goggle is perfect for you. It's not going to break the bank at twenty one ninety five. And looking at sales and then talking to customers, it does perform because, like I said, it's the same frame fit, right? It's going to accept the same lens. It's just that foam. So if you're a guy that can only ride for five or ten minutes before you're going to take a break, maybe that focus is perfect for you. Well, yeah. The, uh, oh, go ahead, Kira. Yeah, I'll say I have a question. So, do you guys offer fly racing offer um, tear offs for all of these models? Yep, yep. So tear offs for everything, uh, roll offs uh, as well, and that's the great thing about having the same frame. They're all they're all consistent throughout the line. The uh, Zone Pro Kiefer uh, that'll be the goggle for you uh, if you try these things out, and uh, you do like uh, to try out some goggles for sure. So I'm looking forward to seeing. What you got to say about these with the outriggers on them and everything else, and a removal nose guard, key for you and the nose guard thing. You guys, you have a, a different relationship <laughs> with nose guards and, and goggles. Yeah, so I'm not a big nose guard kind of guy, but no. I do like the fact that I'm able to remove it, and most of the time, that's the first thing I do when I get a pair of goggles because uh, they kind of hit my nose because I got a big nose, right? So uh, I take that thing right off. But um, for sure, I, I looked at these goggles and I was like, man. Um, I know you pressure me into wearing other brands of goggles, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I if I will, uh, I will switch my uh, focus onto the the Zone Pro. You would switch your focus onto the Focus. <laughs> How about that? Uh, well, hey, listen, this is a big deal for you, JT, uh, for Fly Racing, for the for the R and D dollars and the product launch and everything else. So check these out, Zone Pro. You won't be you won't be disappointed. Yeah. So a couple things, uh, just to. To kind of wrap this up, uh, we offer these in youth. So uh, youth goggles are available in this, um, just slightly smaller, as you know, obviously youth would indicate. And then uh, for a limited time anyway, we will still have the 2018 version available. So if you are a dealer or a customer out there and you're listening to this and you really liked the older version, uh, the older frame style, we will have those available. They will be in the 2019 catalog that's our, that's out now. Uh, so you'll have the choice that opens up your range. So you'll have a 2018 Focus and Zone Pro, and then you'll have all of the 2019 updated frame options as well. So that won't be long-term, but at least for probably, let's say, the six, first six months of the 2019 selling season, uh, you're going to have a ton of options available. No one's going to want that. They're all going to want the Zone Pro. Stamp that. I just, yeah, I just you know, that. it's That's it's funny, though, because, man, this the older style has been so popular and it's just such an easy reorder for some dealers i think that they'll continue to sell through uh but yeah you're right i mean anything anytime anything new comes out obviously that's going to grab people's attention as well hey um replaceable lenses for these how much are those do you have that on hand uh pricing no it's it's in the catalog i don't have it right here in front of me um let me see if i can uh 
But as far as like, do they come with um, obviously several different types of lenses, colors, and things like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So you, so you can replace all of the lens colors. Um, it just depends. You know, the one that comes in the goggle comes stock. Obviously, you get a clear one with the two higher end ones, the Zone and the Zone Pro. Uh, but then you can replace, like if you wanted to buy a focus goggle and then put a mirrored lens in it, you could certainly do that. Okay, go. Uh, there we go, folks. Flyracing.com, uh, Zone Pro, Zone, and Focus. Three price points, three different types of goggles. Great product, great foam. Please check them out. This has been the 2019 Fly Racing product launch, Goggle Edition. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody, to the 2019 Fly Product Launch. This is the Glove Edition, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web and to find out all the things that are cool and new for 2019. And uh, now we're going to get into Chris Kiefer's favorite line of protection, which is gloves. I'm Steve Mathis. Uh, with me in studio to talk about the 2019 line is uh, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Uh, we're just breaking it down. 2019 is here. Uh, we have... We're going through several products. This is the glove one. You know, if, for our brand specifically, we have a lot of gloves. Uh, we have what I feel we'd have a glove for every possible scenario, whether it's off-road or moto or uh, riding in cold weather or supercross. Basically, anything you're trying to do riding a motorcycle, I feel like we have a glove for it. And uh, the master of all things glove, Chris Kiefer. What's up, Kiefer? Hi, guys. Yeah, I was uh, since we've been starting doing these things, I haven't really been able to sleep that well because I'm so excited. So uh, Heather woke me up last night, so I was talking in my sleep, and I remember my dream I was having. I was having a dream about all the 2019 gear, and I was overwhelmed. And I was kind of, I was kind of pit. I was pissed off because I didn't know which one I was going to wear. So Evo DST, mad. Evo DST, and you're rolling yeah. around. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's uh, gloves are funny because uh, um, we've all we've all raced and rode for a long time, and we're all around these top level athletes. And I'll start with you, Kiefer. Gloves are funny um, because you wear a certain line of uh, gear does not mean you're going to wear those kind of gloves. Um, glove preference is all across the board, and JT mentioned that for Fly having so many models of gloves. But as a racer, like. There, there's padding guys, there's non-padding guys, there's protection guys, and there's non-protection guys. And some people try to load up on everything, and some people want nothing. It's a weird world, the glove one. Yeah, it's very specific as far as rider preference. So I have never been, personally, a very high-end glove kind of guy. I'm a more mid-level price point guy because I like a lot of flexibility and more stretch materials and less coverage up in my knuckles because... Um, I feel like that's what I like when I ride moto. When, when I rode off-road, obviously, I would have a little bit of knuckle protection. But um, unlike dirt bikes where you go up in performance and you get more expensive parts, in the glove world, I feel like I get more performance for myself and with a lower price point, which is totally the opposite of what you're geared towards you know, yeah. uh, growing up. Uh, twenty-five dollars for the gloves, all the way up to forty-five. JT. Yeah, so we have all kinds of different options, as Kiefer was alluding to. Uh, we have our premium level, which is the the Evo race glove. Uh, for me, this wasn't the perfect fit for me. I've talked to people that love the Evo glove. They love palm padding. They love neoprene knuckle protection. For me, coming from Supercross, I wanted super minimalist, right? So the, all of this was a little bit too much protection for me. Uh, I wanted. 
a ton of uh, flexibility and a really minimalist glove. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've ridden in the Evo glove just to see what it's all about. Um, and like I said, I've talked to people that this is absolutely their favorite one. For me, I go down to the Pro Light and the Light glove. Uh, those are single-layer palm, single palms, so they don't have any palm padding at all. They don't have any top uh, knuckle protection for neoprene. Uh, to me, they're the most free feeling, you know, air quotes around free feeling to me. They, they're the lightest gloves we offer. Uh, you know, th- we have a pro light version, which has a Velcro closure and it's a little bit longer over the wrist. And then we have the light version, which I wore for years racing and it's, it's had a subtle improvements over the years, but it's basically the same frame we've had for a while. Uh, and it doesn't have any Velcro closure at all. And it's just a little bit shorter wrist. So I have short, shorter hands and shorter wrists. So that's a perfect fit for me. Uh, but in theory, the pro light and the light are going after the same customer as far as a very minimalist glove with, with the least amount of, uh, I guess, protection in the, in the palm and on top of the knuckles. And and I go, I go back and forth like JT. Um, I'm a pro light guy, light guy. And I have, you know, size large hands, so I'm, I'm a fairly large-handed guy. And in 2017, the Pro Light didn't have the Velcro strap on it, and then they switched that up in 2018. So it really kind of opened my eyes more to the Pro Light, where now I have a Velcro uh, closure. Uh, you know, less dirt can get in there for me, and like he said, um, it's a little bit deeper um, going into my wrist. So I kind of like that as well. Yeah, the one thing with the difference we we found there. So on the on the Pro Lite, we did not have a Velcro closure in seventeen, as you said. To build a glove without a Velcro closure, you need to make the wrist area pretty tight because otherwise, once you get the glove on, you're going to have this very loose wrist situation. So. Uh, a lot of people, if you have bigger wrists or thicker wrists, they were having a hard time getting the pro light glove on. So that allowed us to open up that wrist area because now we have a Velcro closure to tighten that back down. So for me, it was never an issue, but then I would talk to other people and I, and, and they would try to put it on and I could see the the problem there. So working with the design team, I feel like we have a glove that kind of fits both worlds now, depending on your particular need. And, uh, for you people who want to be lit kit, and you have Stop Evo it. gear. And you have Evo gear. I guess JT and Kiefer are officially endorsing you riding a light glove, which is yeah, there's no problem. Line. Yeah, there's no yeah. there's no problem but mix I, matching I, I, that. It seems like there's a, you should be wearing Evo gloves, but I guess what's not always good for the goose and good for the gander or whatever. Well, I, I tell you, one you're, of the most popular one of the most popular gloves is the kinetic glove, and it was never one that I really wore ever racing, but. It's one of those gloves that kind of does everything. So it has some palm padding, not quite as much as the Evo. It has a Velcro wrist closure, so similar to the Evo and the Pro Light. Uh, it has uh, knuckle gussets to basically give a little bit more flex in, in the fingers. So it's kind of a go-between. Um, and like I said, we have so many different gloves in the line that you can really custom fit what you need. So if you like the Evo glove and you like the palm padding, but you don't necessarily need that knuckle neoprene, Maybe the kinetics for you because it, it's kind of a go-between between a, a pro light and an Evo, right? It does some of both, but maybe you don't need as much knuckle protection as an Evo provides. So that's what we really tried to do is cover all of our bases. Um, and like I said, we have the Evo, we have the kinetic, we have the pro light, we have the light. And then we go down into our F-16 uh, moto glove, which is our, our basic entry-level glove. And what's funny about the F-16, so right, as uh, you know, it's our most entry-level price. It's twenty-four ninety-five, 
But the crazy thing is this glove was the choice of Sean Simpson when he wore fly racing in 2016 and 2017. And it was also the choice of Christoph Purcell when he wore fly racing. So it's one of those things where I would go to him and say, hey, that's our entry-level glove. Yeah. Like, are you sure you don't want to try one yeah. or the other? And they're like, no, we love it's it. like what we talked about. Just gloves are yeah. funny, man. It has palm padding. It has Velcro. It has all these things. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue it because yeah. I, I've lived that where it's like, no, this one's the right fit for me. I don't care what it costs. This is the right fit for me. And on the on the far end of the scale for the for the off-road guys, the Patrol XC, uh, 50 bucks. Impact-resistant hard knuckle in protective off-road glove. This is the thing. Uh, if you ride on the street, if you're doing some dual mm-hmm. sporting, if you're in the backwoods of Kiefer's high des and you want to protect against branches and trees and it's cold out or whatever, this is what you'd buy. Yeah, the XC glove, is uh, it's pretty heavy-duty, yep. right? It has that uh, that carbon knuckle on it, which to me, that was never really my style of riding. It is a little bit more now, uh, but that was the first foray into the Patrol XC. Uh, last year, we introduced the Patrol XC Lite, which is, I think, a great uh, kind of go-between. It's perfect for off-road riding. It has you know, heavy-duty neoprene knuckle protection on it. It uh, has a single-layer palm, so you get that great grip feel. So it's something that I could wear, and, and it's the perfect glove. If you're going single-track riding, like in the woods, you're doing any type of single-track riding, you're getting that bashing on your knuckles by the tree yeah. branches, this is perfect for that because you're still getting that high performance and the, and the grip feel that I like, but you're, then you're getting that protection on your thumb and on your uh, on your knuckles as well and uh, for me i like the media glove i mountain bike in the media glove and then i got some gear from fly racing yep. i immediately took those gloves and tried them once didn't like them put the media ones on so i have the same pair of gloves that i ride my mountain bike in which i haven't ridden for a long time and my moto ones are media gloves That's yeah. same, same ones yeah this glove uh was really developed more for the bicycle side yeah it wasn't really even gonna be a, a motorcycle specific glove i won't but... be fined will i for wearing it in moto? no but okay. that's you know it's in the moto catalog now because so many people wanted this glove you know if you stop at a trailhead and you want to look at your phone or look at your gps or, or do anything like that you can because it has that check that... my strava exactly yes. same thing yeah it has a silicone contact point for for touchscreens uh, it has the you know the different material over the thumb there, um, and yeah. it still has a single layer palm. It just does a lot of different things. I, I think for me and everyone know if you know me, you know I'm on my phone all the time. To have that ability to to check your phone or whatever on the trail or on the track is is pretty sweet. Your Kiefer, your top three fly racing gloves. Yeah, so my top three gloves. It's it's tough for me to to pick, but. For sure, I would say light would be number one. Pro light is number two, and kinetic is number three. Where's the media glove? I love the media glove. <clears throat> the media the media glove is good if you want to do bangers all day because you can you can swipe, you can do the things you need to do with your glove on. But I usually have my kid or Heather do those, so I don't need oh, that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I see. All right, very very important, everybody. Uh, so there we go. That's the complete glove line, and there's a ton of them in a lot of different price ranges. The windproof, also a 907, which is the insulated glove for cold weather. JT, yep. uh, a ton of options when it comes to fly racing gloves. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. So we've covered most of them here, but I would invite you all to go on flyracing.com, go to your local dealer, grab a catalog. Uh, I can promise you there's a glove that fits your needs it's uh it's almost too much at times but the biggest thing is we want to we want to make sure that the customer gets what they want all right everybody fly racing 2019 uh gear launch podcast that's been the fly uh, gloves line and uh, so stick around and uh we've got a few more of these to do thanks for listening 
Welcome to the 2019 Fly Racing Product Launch Podcast. Lots to talk about when it comes to fly racing. Lots of things new for 2019 that you guys can check out at flyracing.com. Go to your local dealer or any of that. And uh, we've talked about the new gear. We talked about the new goggles. And uh, now it's boots, which again uh, have been launched. A new product, new and same name, new product, and a brand new product from the ground up uh, at Fly Racing for boots. And uh, to, yeah, again, to match out your, your gear and your goggles and gloves and everything else. I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you for listening. Of course, flyracing.com is a big part of the pulp world. And uh, we're stoked to be able to do this and, and give you guys a little bit of education about uh, certain products that Fly is putting out there for 2019. With me in studio uh, from Fly Racing, and he's a former Supercross champion uh, over in Germany. It's uh, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. We're uh, knocking these these 2019 product podcasts out. I'm excited to talk about boots. We uh, we have some new items this year, which uh, doesn't, doesn't always happen. You know, you look yeah. at... Uh, Look at a brand, and to have a absolute new product is is you know every few years. So it's a, it's a big time for us. Uh, also on the line from Kiefer Inc. Testing, this man knows a lot about boots and goggles and gloves and gear, and way too much about that kind of stuff. Chris Kiefer, what's up, Kiefer? Hi guys, yeah, I'm excited to uh, be here talking about boots. I had a little bit of input on what we're about to talk about, so. Uh... Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting times for uh, fly racing in 2019. Uh, yeah, let's start there. Two boots, FR5 boot, uh, which is uh, uh, 269 for a solid, 279 for the colors, and the Maverick boot, 129 solids, 139 for colors. Uh, usually we'll start with the uh, higher price one. It has a few more features in it. But let's start with the Maverick because, as you said, Kiefer, this is something that you have uh, tested a lot in and ridden a lot for the folks at Fly Racing to give them some feedback. Yeah, so uh, I talked to the guys there, and they needed some durability done on this boot. And, of course, me being me, I put many, many hours on dirt bikes throughout the week. So um, they they sent me the, the Maverick boot. Um, I was a little bit skeptical at first because, you know, it was an entry-level boot. But once I got it on my, my feet and have spent some time in it, man, it's uh, it's crazy how, how good the boot is for an entry-level um, price point. You know, it's... Um, I, I started out with about a few hours, um, per week and then I worked my way up, shoot over 40 some hours on the boot. And the sole is something that I can attest to because I'm really hard on soles. Um, I'm always trying to find the right foot placement on my foot pegs and really trying to ride the balls of my feet. But sometimes I don't do that and I'm flat footed and I just wear through soles. But the Maverick sole is tough. It never went through, um, it didn't. It didn't even wear the other top of the line boots. Um, I wear through faster than this Maverick boot. It was impressive. Same sole used on both boots, JT. And uh, uh, again, one hundred thirty nine ninety five for the colored of the Maverick boot. Something that Kiefer put forty hours in. So you guys got to be stoked on this revamp boot. Yeah, the Maverick's been a huge success story for us. And uh, you know, it's an entry level price point boot, right? So we don't we don't market this towards uh, the race level guys. Uh, but for your your recreational guys that are just wanting to go ride and have fun and and find some value uh, at the price point, the Maverick's been a home run, and uh, you know it's been in the market for a while. So we we just wanted to kind of revamp it and apply some of the things we had learned and some of the innovations that have been out there. Uh, and it's been a long time coming. This has been like a two and a half year project to get the uh, the Maverick into the market, the new Maverick into the market. So we're excited. We know how many Maverick customers there are out there. And uh, we know how much brand integrity and name integrity the Maverick has with consumers. So, uh, yeah, like it may not be the 
the boot that uh, you know Weston Pike's going to wear, one of our, our fly racers is going to wear. But it is a it's a great consumer item for the people that just like riding dirt bikes, right? Oh. That's who we're really marketing to. The wear factor that Kiefer mentioned is something that keeps it's in huge. Mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you hear so many people talk about their soles wearing out and needing to get sending their boots in to get new soles. Uh, and that's, that's been a, a huge bright spot for us with this. And, and honestly, we were hoping that the sole would be great and have, have great durability. Um, but you're always kind of guessing a little bit until you get into testing. So both the FR5 that we'll get into and the Maverick, the, the soles have been, uh, hugely, uh, successful thus far. Sapphire it's funny. Oh, go ahead. Kiefer. Yeah. It's funny because when I was going through the testing process, I would have meetings with the guys over at WPS and, and the first thing they ask is how's the soles? I think they're expecting you know, to me to be like, Oh, Hey man, I wore through the stuff. Here's what's going on. Yeah. And I never had any bad news as far as like soles or ankle areas or anything as far as tearing off or, or ripping apart. And for me, I'm, I'm, I grip with my feet a lot. So I need a seamless feeling boot. And what I mean by seamless is I don't want my boot to catch on any kind of part on the bike. And that's, what's cool about the Maverick is it's very seamless. They, they feel light. Um, again, like, like JT said, you're not going to see the top level guy that supercross, you know, riding with this boot. But I mean, I went out several hours, pounded motos and I, I'm, I'm able to walk and run and bicycle the same way, you know, so yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's a good boot. Yeah. Suffice to say you're, you were pretty surprised. Keep yeah, it. I was yeah, actually yeah. very surprised. Uh, and also to JT, uh, a new boot, the FR5, you mentioned it, same sole as the Maverick. So you're going to get that long lasting uh, sole that Kiefer just talked about, a dual hinge boot. Uh, we've seen uh, some of these come into the market, but a lot of them are single hinges, four stage grip sole, aluminum buckles, uh, 3D injected reinforcement plates for additional support. And uh, this is, like I said, 279 for colors, 269 for solids. This thing, again, you're looking to uh, capture a portion of the boot market with this. Yeah, so this is a little bit more of a race boot, right? So um, when I was approached with this boot, I said, okay, well, what price are we looking at? What are we, what customer are we aiming for? And, you know, we're not going after the, the Tech 10 or the Instinct or SG12 customer. That's not what this boot is. This boot's your mid-level uh, boot that guys can race in. You know, your, your average amateur racer is going to have a really solid experience with the FR5. And for me, uh, similar to our other products, I'm always skeptical about going mid-level stuff just because I've always been offered the best stuff that a company has to offer because of, you know, racing Supercross and that platform. So when I go into a, a project like this, I'm always a little leery, but I have to say I was pleasantly surprised. And I know that's, you know, that's impossible for people to take me at face value on that, but I'm, I'm being as, as forthcoming as I can with the FR5 and, and saying I was really pleasantly surprised with its, with its performance. Um, I was wearing a Tech 7 and I wore a Tech 10 for years on, on the Alpine Star side. So I, was, I had a really high expectation out of a boot. And man, I was really happy. It's super light. Uh, the break-in was virtually zero, which is big for me. Uh, the toe box felt felt small, which I like. So I had uh, a really progressive feel as far as the shifter, and I could feel the the rear brake right away, um, which in some other boots I has been a big problem for me. So all of these, uh, you know, um, catch points and, and things that that really have bothered me, uh, I didn't I didn't notice. So I didn't feel, as I said, any catch point. All of the little weirdo nuances that I have with the toe box and the brake in and all these things, the the weight of the boot. I was checking every box. So it was really exciting for me to say, Hey man, I'm, 
like I'm I'm pumped on this. Like this is this is fun because for me as working for Fly and selling products, it's really really um, fun. I guess is a, is a bad word to use, but it's appropriate to sell products that you believe in. And you know, I think if you talk to any salesman, they're going to say, yeah, if you really truly believe in the product and you're excited to sell it, it makes your job so much easier. So going into this FR5 project, as we've rolled it out and are getting ready to release it, I'm all in on the thing because I've worn it. I know it's, I know what it's up against in the market, and I know we can stand behind it and be happy with it. And dual hinge is something that people who have ankle problems will support? Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those know. things where most most products in this price point are single hinge. Yep. And that's one thing we, we felt like we could um, really bring to people's attention because you're just going to get so much more movement out of it, and uh, you're going to lessen that break-in period as well. Well, when are we going to get key for some FR5s? Right? Yeah, I'm ready. We have them in stock. So, what, what kind of colors are we working with on the FR5? Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so we have uh, we have black, white, and then we have uh, a high vis, I guess, yellow, and then uh, yeah. like a neon orange too. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Slow down. So yeah. we'll see how this goes. We have plans for expanding that color range, uh, but we just wanted to get these out, get them in the marketplace, get customers used to them, expand the, uh, the you know the base of distribution with dealers, and then we'll, uh, we'll add to it. Look, the, uh, you mentioned some of those brands, JT, Tech 10s, SG12s, and they're good boots and they're really good products for sure, but you want to talk about a price. I mean, they're double of what the FR5 is. Yeah, so I mean, it's a completely you know, different market. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah it, we're not really even trying to compete with a Tech 10 yeah. or an Instinct or a SG12. But I'm SG10. saying, like, if you want to have, if you have a, a limited budget or only a certain amount of budget, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck and at half the price of these high, high-end boots. Yeah, that's what I was most excited about, is I could wear this boot and be like, yeah, this it's really confidence-inspiring. I feel like I can go as fast as I can go in it. Mm-hmm. And for a customer, it's half the money yeah. that, you know, may, they may spend on a, on a super the- premium level. The sizing too is correct. So just to to be another guy, a neutral party over here is I, I you know I, I tested this boot. I'm a size ten. I wear a size ten in this you know in the Maverick boot. So if people are worried about sizing, I feel like sizing is true to size. And also things that kind of just jogged my memory was JT was talking is uh, on the sole. Um, when I wear other boots, sometimes I get more vibration um, than others and. With the Maverick boot, for me, I felt like the, the vibration dampening was so much better um, than other boots I've been wearing lately. And um, I thought that was really cool because sometimes when I uh, rode a steel frame bike, I get more vibration through my pegs and my handlebars. But with this Maverick, it kind of dampened those, that feeling a little bit, which was kind of cool for me to feel. Well, lots of exciting things for fly racing, but maybe none more so than the boots. A completely revamped Maverick boot and a brand new FR5 boot, JT. Again, R&D dollars at fly going into their boot line for 19, So, uh, along with their goggle line and uh, and the new F2 and everything else. So, uh, yeah, exciting times for fly racing for the boot product. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, appreciate it. And we're going to move on to the glove category, which gets Kiefer very excited. Welcome, everybody, to the 2019 Fly Racing Gear Launch Podcast. Uh, very happy to do these. Very excited to try to help you guys, educate you, inform you on fly racing and what they got going on for 2019, whether it's brand new products that they developed or some simple refinements on products that they've already had. And uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. With me here in the Pulpomex Studios is uh, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, but more importantly, a member of fly racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? 
Yeah, I think uh, in the grand scheme, being a member of uh, the Fly Racing team is going to be a much bigger deal in my life. So uh, something I'm very proud of is something I take very seriously, as Steve can attest to. Um, but yeah, with this 2019 product line, you know, the goal here is to really get consumers some information. You know, sure, they can look at a website and they can look at a catalog, but uh, I think for us to explain it, and to really go through these things and, and talk about what's changed and what's new, I, I feel like it's such a great tool for consumers to, to make an educated buy to get exactly what they need. And uh, also on the phone uh, from the high des, a man who loves gear of all kinds, Chris Kiefer. That's right. Love gear. I'm a new fan of chest protection lately, so uh, perfect guy to talk about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the Fly Racing Protection line of products, the Revel, the Stingray, the Convertible 2. We'll get into the barricade systems uh, in a bit here. But for you, uh, Kiefer, there's a Revel, uh, two versions of racing and off-road one. Under or over top of the jersey, there's a CE version available. Uh, the Youth Revel is new for 2019, so you can get it for the kiddies, but uh, yeah, you're a fan of this, this product. Yeah, so... I'm a new to the chest protection, chest protection game. Um, my son came to me and asked me why I don't wear chest protectors. So the Revel is what I go to. Um, I'm an under um, the jersey type of guy. Um, I'm also a CE kind of guy. I've been wearing the CE one underneath my jersey. And that seems to be the best for me and the most comfortable. I also got my kid in the youth Revel, which he doesn't mind at all. It seems like he was, when he started riding, he was just already born to wear chest protection because I wouldn't, you know, let him ride without it. So, um, if people are worried about being mobile on the bike and ventilation, the revel for me is what I go to for that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the revel is, it's kind of our newest piece. Uh, we just actually launched for the first time our, our youth revel as well. So that's super exciting. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where parents are always looking for a way to protect their kid, just like you are with Aiden. Uh, my girlfriend has three kids, and I can tell you they don't they don't get to touch any motorcycles, and they have electric motorcycles at home. They don't get to touch them without me basically bubble wrapping them in every fly protection product we have. So uh, I'm excited to to have that new into the lineup. Uh, the Revel is obviously our newest piece, as I said, but. Uh, there are several pieces in our protection line. Um, you know, the the Stingray and the Convertible have both been around for quite a while now, and we've really kept them around because they're so successful. So the Stingray, uh, super lightweight item. Uh, I believe it's like 1.8 pounds, something like that, cr something crazy like that. Um, but a little bit more of an entry-level piece. Uh, your casual rider is gonna gonna probably find himself in a Stingray at some point in their in their you know beginning days of racing. Uh, we, we sell a lot of these things, and we've had really, really good feedback with them. Uh, stepping up from there, you go to your convertible, too. Uh, we have a, an adult and a junior version of this. Uh, the great thing about the convertible, too, is that you can remove the, the shoulder protection on it. So if you want a, a, a soft shoulder, uh, you don't want that, you know, the arm, the lower arm protection or the shoulders, you can, you can fully remove that. Uh, and all of these are also uh, neck brace compatible as well. So uh, you're getting a little bit more um, adaptability and maneuverability out of the convertible too. Uh, and then obviously as we, we covered, the Revel is kind of the next step up from that. So three different types of uh, chest protection or roost guard. Um, and then, you know, obviously with the Revel, you step into CE levels of protection as well. So lots of, uh, lots of options. And all adjustable every which way. 
yeah. shoulders and, and waist and, and hips and everything else like that. You know, you can adjust these things in a number of different ways. And, again, CE certified. So that's that's something really nice. And, JT, if you're a bigger gentleman, you might want to look into the convertible. Yeah. Yeah. The, both the Stinger and the convertible are going to be a little bit bigger uh, anatomically fitted. Uh, you know, the the one thing we've really tried to do, whether it's protection or gear or helmets, goggles, boots, et cetera, we just don't want to lock anyone into one choice, right? We want you to be able to go into our catalog or go into your local dealer or wherever you buy your products and, and find what you're looking for, whatever that may be, uh, because certain people want different things. You know, certain people's budgets are different. Body types are different. Uh, whether you want CE or not or you want an off-road version or not. Uh, we want to offer all of these versions so we can we can create happy customers and loyal customers. That's what it's all about. So, Kiefer, you are going to be more of a chest protector guy from now on here here on out. Yeah, I got to practice what I preach. You know, my kid, I make him do it, and then he, you know, he turned around and asked me how come you, I don't wear one, and I had no answer for him. So, um, I got to set a good example for my kid, and maybe for other little kids out there that see me ride. So, for sure. Um, you will see me wearing a chest protection underneath the jersey and sometimes over the jersey. It just depends what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah, it's cool, JT, for the Revel. You can put on plastic shoulder uh, pads and plastic arm guards also if you yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. so the, the off-road version have have those as well. Uh, some of the newer stuff that we have had have in the protection line are, is our barricade. So our older barricade stuff, 2018 and prior, uh, has all been revamped and completely rethought, improved, and rebuilt. Uh, the new barricade is very modernized. Instead of the clunky plastic uh, protection that you would see in the past, uh, you have all of the pliable protection that is kind of new age. So for us, we use a material called E3T, uh, and it's uh, it's a foam pad, but uh, similar to other uh, products out there like a D3O or some other things that you've heard of, uh, this E3T really keeps a lot of the the core uh, features of its endemic properties without, uh, once you, and once you inject materials to mold it, it doesn't lose that. Uh, so some of the other materials that, that our competitors use, that's what we've, we've come to find is once you inject them, uh, direct inject them to, to custom build them, they start to lose some of the protective qualities, uh, and the C3T, uh, doesn't lose that. So it's been great for us to work with, um, the barricade long sleeve suit has this, uh, in the front and the back, uh, and the shoulders and the elbows. Uh, it's all, you know, CE certified, uh, protection with the foam. Uh, and this thing I've tried on quite a bit because I'll be honest in, in the past, the barricade was way too much protection for me. It was hard plastic. It was really long. It was bulky. And it, it felt like you were going more into like a, <laughs> like a, you know, Camelot or something right. to, to sword fight than it was. Robocop. Right, right. Then, then to ride a motorcycle. So now. I could try on the barricade. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, it may not be the, the perfect fit for me as far as what I'm used to, but now it's something I could actually envision wearing, where before it was just a non-starter as soon as I put it on. So I'm super excited about the, the long-sleeve suit. Um, I, I think this level of protection, as materials are, are improving, it's opening up new customers to it, just like myself, because like I said before, there was just no way. It was just way too clunky and way too clumsy. Uh, but now it's like, oh, sweet, I can put this on under my jersey on a cool day, and, and I feel super protected, uh, and it's not going to really bug me when I'm trying to ride. Kiefer, there's a barricade kidney belt. Bring them back. Bring right? back kidney I, belts. Is, does, do, do any riders nowadays wear a kidney belt? Have we confirmed this? I think they do. I, you know, I think, I think there's like somebody, they, right? Yeah, but I mean, on the amateur side, your vet riders, those guys still wear them. And, you know, yeah. the, the cool thing about 
kidney belt, modern day kidney belts is that they're not hard plastic anymore, right? So when I think of an old school kidney belt, I think of like the gold belt and the thing was just rock hard plastic (laughs) and the thing was indestructible. But now with the innovations in foam and the protection levels, you can build it out of really pliable and flexible foam. You still get the, the protection and the, you know, the structure you need to basically uh, give you that solid feel that a kidney belt provides, but it's not so rigid and just uncomfortable. So um, it's it's still not something that I it's perfect for me, but it's something they're like, oh, I could actually wear this. Where <clears throat> before I literally got rid of a kidney belt because it was so uncomfortable. That was why I stopped wearing it because it was just a pain in the butt to wear. Yeah, I wore I used to wear them because my dad wore them, so I thought it was cool and. Uh... It was just, I never figured out how to wear it. Like, was it low? Was it high? It would slide up. Yep. It would, I don't know where, where to put well, it. The know? barricade line is back with kidney belts. So please check it out <laughs> if you're into it. You know, there's four different kinds of chest structures to choose from for, for fly when you consider it for modal purposes only. There's the Revel and the Revel off-road, and then you have the, uh, the convertible and the Stingray. So something in there has got to fit, fit your needs. Yeah, and, and chest protectors are one thing. But, I, you know, for, for us, the barricade was something that we were super excited about improving and um, you know the the long sleeve we kind of covered but the short sleeve i think will be a big hit for a lot of people just because it's going to be a lot cooler you're still going to get the back protection which i think is big steve we've talked on the pulp show over the last month or two about guys just needing to have more protection on right we saw j mart's big crash uh at muddy creek a month ago and he he burst l1 right so I don't know, but you've got to think that more back protection is going to be better. So if he has something like this on, you know, maybe he's still injured, but maybe it's just to a lesser degree. Uh, so as these materials improve and they're they're not hard plastic anymore, they're these pliable, flexible foams. Uh, I think that more people are going to be open to using stuff like this. So it's exciting times for us. Uh, we ha- we still have our you know our under protector that's that's fully foam. It's a pullover foam vest, uh, basically more for more roost protection than anything. We have our compression shorts. Uh, they're just going to give you that you know hip and and thigh protection uh, a little bit you know on the rear as well. Just just in case of a crash, you're just getting a little extra protection. And if you're going to wear a chamois short anyway, you might as well. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you probably the biggest excitement factor for our brand was in the knee and elbow guards. And it's, it sounds crazy for, for me to say that. And, and most people in the racing world are like, huh, you know, and Steve's probably thinking I'm crazy, but when you really look at what customers buy, right? So a, a parent or a rider goes into a store and they're like, yeah, I want my kid to ride. But I, I need them to be safe, and I don't want to spend a ton of money, right? So uh, for us and other brands, we have this next-level protection uh, and the next generation of it in our in our barricade guards and our, in our flex guards. So whether it's an elbow or a knee, we've taken you know the, the newest in foam and, and plastic and really revamped uh, both our price point and uh, the, the... The options are... Yeah, yeah, we high. Yeah, we want, yeah. you know, we ha- so we have our barricade light, which is a little bit of a softer protector, and then we have the hard plastic protectors yeah. too. So yeah. we just we felt like our old barricade line as a whole, whether it was, you know, a, a vest or a long sleeve or a knee guard and elbow guard, it just needed to be updated and modernized. And I I can't tell you how long this has been coming, but we're here, man. This and this stuff's it's really going to do well. Uh, so I would invite you to try it, check it out, look in your catalog, look online, uh, because I feel like in the past, if you looked at the barricade, maybe it didn't suit you, but it's uh, it's a whole new barricade line for 19. 
All right, there you go, Kiefer. Uh, the whole line of protection products from the folks at, at Fly Racing. And, again, uh, something really cool, neck braces uh, will fit fine with all of these products. Yep. That's something that's, that's important for you guys as well. To- something, I, something I like is the, the compression shorts. So for me, like, I ride a lot, and I get some chafing from time to time. Yes. And I wasn't a big fan of that because uh, some of these – underwear that you wear there's no there's no chammy there's nothing there to protect your butt so uh the barricade compression shorts is something that i like to wear with long socks and it's kind of a lifesaver for me for how much riding i do yeah absolutely something to, something to think about well that's been the protection line from uh, folks at fly racing there's a ton of options as usual uh with this company so please you know, check them out online flyracing.com go to your local dealer and uh, check the whole line out and uh yeah very important stuff for 2019 they want to protect you people so get on board with that uh, nothing nothing wrong with that uh jt Kiefer, uh thanks for doing these podcasts man i think they've been a lot of fun we've uh, done a good job i think educating people it's exciting to see the r&d dollars uh, that flies put into some new products so yeah they've yeah. come a long way man yeah we're uh hopefully just we're just scratching the surface of what we're capable of too but i can tell you what it's a it's a good start and and a lot of these projects are just now being realized so it's exciting times maybe Kiefer, we can get uh involved more fly racing down the road and have our own mathis and Kiefer line of something that would be sweet like mine could well, be what, what? mine could be like a like an easy chair the mathis yeah <laughs> something like a like a beach chair yeah yeah, yeah. that'd be fun and yeah. I, honestly i would just take the i would take like a line of like undergarments for me yeah i would take that the kefir yeah yeah sweet i like that i think we can do that that'll be fantastic um fantastic well hey flyracing.com everybody please check them out kefir thanks for your input and advice and everything else for the you know it's my blog. pleasure i love talking about this stuff you so do. i appreciate yes. you guys having me All right, buddy. Thanks very much, and thank you for listening.